This is the Man with a Plan podcast, episode 69, the Monday morning podcast. Guys, as always, thank you so much for the support. This has been an unbelievable last couple weeks. Cannot wait to get through with it. Today, we're going to do some fan questions from you guys. And then Jackson Malone from JEM Live is going to join us in about 10 to 15 minutes. So, I this weekend has probably been one of the most fun football weekends ever. You had four games all decided on the last second, the last play. It was crazy. It was unreal. So many words to describe it. You can't fit it all into one thing. So we're just going to get right into it. We're going to get into the five or about five to seven questions. So this first one comes from Evan. Evan asks, where do the superstars of the Packers end up next season? Now, Evan, this is a great question. We do not know. As you guys know, with uh, Aaron Rodgers, he has suffered another loss in the postseason to the 49ers. This was a year where we thought Green Bay had it figured out. And I see this game two ways, and I'm going to get into it with uh, Jackson in a bit. You can either say the Packers should have put up more points. This felt like they were kind of coasting, and it really felt like the Packers were not really in it offensively. The pressure was getting to them. Aaron Rodgers missed a couple throws. Really only targeted Devontae Adams. There was a stat where I think six yards went to another receiver. It might have been Lazard for a first down. But this is going to be an interesting offseason for the Packers, more so than the other one because the can of worms have been opened. This is like, there's no secret anymore about Rodgers. We don't know what he's going to do. We don't know what he's going to predict, what he's going to say. He is an enigma. But we do know one thing is that it has been a very contentious, toxic last 12 months for the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. So, for me, I think he doesn't want to be part of Rebuild. He said that. Devontae Adams is on contract. There's a lot of the stars. The two ones I want to focus on are Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. And I think, Evan, they're a package deal. I think that they will go together. And if Green Bay can't afford Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers decides to retire, I think Devontae leaves Green Bay and tries to go somewhere else. And it's just, it really is all dependent on what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Does he, what does he do? That is what's going to happen. They're, they're a package deal unless Rodgers retires. This next one comes from DJ. It's more not on this weekend, but just a fun little question. What is the most important offseason move for the Patriots to have a successful chance for the 2022 playoffs? And I think for the Patriots, there's two things. They need a top receiver to help Mac Jones, and they need speed at linebacker. I think that for Belichick, he sees that, he recognizes it. He's going to get his corners back. Jalen Mills, Jonathan Jones were both out for that game against Buffalo. The J.C. Jackson question is always going to be looming over, but I think New England is always able to produce these corners, these diamonds in the rough. I think they'll be fine there for now. Their most important step is getting speed at linebacker, finding somebody who can replace that spot with Donta Hightower, getting Mac Jones a number one receiver so he can have a guy he can go to on every single down. Third and three, third and ten, third and thirteen. You want to have third and thirteen and not feel like the drive is over. You have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes who can extend plays and do all these crazy things like Mark Jackson, Justin Herbert's got a can of an arm. Mac Jones doesn't have these unreal jaw-dropping qualities, so we need to get him some help. We need to be able to get him. There's five players. It's Jacoby Myers, Hunter Henry. You have Kendrick Bourne, then the two running backs offensively that all worked. Get Mac Jones a number one receiver, get speed at linebacker, and they'll be very much set up to compete. (laughs) <laughs> this is more of a funny one, but it comes from my guy Armani. Should every Packers special teams coach be fired? I don't think they'll take that drastic of a route, but it shows you how much these little things matter in these playoff games. You had a blocked field goal. 
that changed the trajectory of a lot of things. You have a blocked punt for a touchdown. The 49ers didn't score anything on offense. They didn't score a touchdown. They scored the field goals, but they did not have a touchdown. They did not have to earn a lot of their drives. The Packers gave them a lot of these free points, these free they gave them a lot of errors. They gave them a lot of things to be able to be confident about. With the limited quarterback and everybody hurt, this was a game where the little things had to matter and had to come through, and the Packers were not able to do that. All right, this next question comes in from London, and he asks, does Joey B have what it takes to win the Super Bowl? And you are absolutely on the money with your question, London. The The Bengals are a team that's hot, they're dangerous, and they fit the moxie and the personality of what Joe Burrow brings. Joe Cool, Joe Burr, Joe whatever you want to call him. He is confident. He is cool, calm, collected. He is the guy. And with Jamar Chase, the guy that they have, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, they have a system. They know what they are. I know you have obvious concerns about the offensive line, but going to Kansas City, not as strong. You have a strong pass rushers like Frank Clark and you have Chris Jones, but there's weaknesses at corners with Kansas City. Tyron Matthews out. I think Tredavious Ward is out as well. It is going to be a matchup where Joe Burrow is going to have to get the ball out quickly with Jamar Chase get T. Higgins in space. This is a game that I really like for the Bengals and potentially win it all. Now, the NFC, it depends on who comes out because the pass rush is I, the pass rush either way in those two situations are going to be rough and tough to deal with. But it's going to be something that there have they, they know, they understand, and they'll be able to overcome. Mitchell asks, do the 49ers have a chance to take it all the way to the bowl? And I think, Mitchell, this matchup with the Rams, they historically dominate. McVay against Shanahan struggles, even with the 49ers and their backup quarterbacks. I think it's like 6-0 in the last six games or something like that, something crazy. But this is another audition for Garoppolo. This is another chance for him to prove to these teams that he is the guy he can win, take the Niners to the Super Bowl. They have a roster where if they had a quarterback like Rodgers, they would be 15-1 and or 16-1 and in this case. This is a game where they're going to have to get Garoppolo rolled out. They're going to have to do short intermediate throws. They're going to have to control the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to hope that also that Kittle and Samuel are healthy. If they're not healthy, Mitchell, I don't see this game going very well for them, especially with the way the Rams played. If they can replicate what they did in Tampa Bay minus the atrocious catastrophic fumbles, this could be a very successful championship Sunday for the Rams. But the Niners have a roster where they could do it. They could beat anybody. It just is on Jimmy G. And now Patrick, my good friend Patrick from Cover 2, asks, you could talk about Aaron Rodgers' legacy, but what does it mean for this game? What does this division legacy mean for his legacy? And I think for Rodgers' legacy, it's not like a detriment against him. It's not going to be something that's going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame or anything dramatic like that. But this is a game where the narrative has been that the Packers have let Rodgers down in the playoffs. You have the Richard Rodgers onside kick thing. You have the Cardinals, the Packers' defense. I think they give up an average of 36 points in the playoffs. The Seahawks choke. Stuff like that. This was a game where the Packers defense came to play against a really difficult Shanahan offense, and Rodgers only put 10 points on the board. This is a team, if you're going to look at it this way, this is a team that should be equipped to handle the snow, handle the conditions, be able to run the football with Aaron Jones and uh, A.J. Dillon. And I know A.J. Dillon went down, so it made it a little more difficult, but Aaron Jones is still a very capable running back. So this was a team that, despite the conditions, I feel like should have been definitely more prepared, definitely feel like they were kind of coasting on offense at times. This one's going to definitely probably be on Aaron in some ways. I think he was a little too passive, a little too safe sometimes, and was a little too reliant on Devontae Adams when they had plays where Alan Lazard was wide open. He had many, many chances. I don't mean to be too harsh, but that is 
this is a game where Aaron Rodgers is definitely not hiding in the in the back free from blame. All right, guys, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to introduce our guests. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we'll be right back, and let me introduce you, Jackson Malone for JEM Live. All right, guys, welcome back to the Man with the Plan podcast. If you missed it or skipped to this section, we uh, did some fan questions about this, this wild, wild weekend. And joining me for this particular segment is yet again a friend of the show, friend of mine, JEM Live, Jackson. Holy cow, what oh. a weekend. And you and I are texting back and forth. Like, I don't think we did any lowercase letters for about two and a half hours. I just want to get right into it. I look at this Chiefs Bills game and this I'm just going to warn you guys this is both we didn't like prep this this is very just blind emotional reaction we are just like in awe of what we just saw so 13 seconds left I texted you I think I said watch them tie this just the way that like no way back and forth back and forth back and forth it is clear to me that these two are going to be dueling for a long time and we had last year where it was very clear Josh Allen had some work to do he has clearly progressed for this last year, and this is an unfortunate way to go out. Say what you want to about overtime rules, but just give me your overall thoughts on Kansas City and what they've done. I mean, we we talked about them as potentially contender, and here they are, one game away from the Super Bowl yet again. I mean, Kansas City is absolutely unbelievable. I'm like still on like an emotional roller coaster because we're <laughs> recording this like 20 minutes after the game's over. So I'm just on an all time high. And what I really love about these Bills and Chiefs team is they weren't complacent with whatever they were doing. Even throughout the season, the Bills were like, they didn't really have a run game. And we saw like week 12 and on, they really started committing to the run and that really elevated their game. The Chiefs, their thing was always, they couldn't check it down. They couldn't be patient. Now they're leading the league with most yards per possession, which is absolutely insane how they completely changed everything to be the best. And now we just see that, I mean, Brady might retire soon. Rogers might retire. Like all big Ben's going to retire, but you look around the AFC alone. We have Josh Allen, Mahomes, Joe Burrow, uh, Mac Jones, your guy. We had Kyler in the NFC. Like all these people, 25 and under, are absolutely unbelievable. And the way that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are able to lead their team in like their third, fourth year in the league has been ridiculous. And just like the like the growth from year to year has been like exponential and even when you think they can't get any better we have league mvp we have super bowl champion we have josh allen who's a freak they just continue <laughs> to get better and not be complacent and it's 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 fantastic and i would be terrified if i was a coach in the afc we would out one of these guys right now yeah i think i look at it and cincinnati is definitely going to be going into this game regardless of whether it was going to be buffalo or kansas city i definitely will say this though and this is more of like we're just going to go off the place i do like cincinnati better against kansas city just because the elements i believe aren't going to be as unpredictable because it could be one day they fly in and it's going to be 10 degrees and no wind and then the next day it's going to be below four a blizzard and 40 mile an hour wind so i definitely like that matchup a lot better just in terms of entertainment value and just seeing what Joe Burrow and them can do. But can you believe this is the final four that we got? I know Kansas City's probably like you could shoo them in, but you have Cincinnati who's been there. This is their first time in three decades. The Rams with Matthew Stafford and then the 49ers with Garoppolo, who was pretty much written off the minute Trey Lance got drafted. I 
look at that Kansas City game. This was like the icing on the cake. It was back and forth. You, I can't even like put into words how unbelievable this weekend was. And I text, I know we were on the phone earlier. The average margin of victory in these divisional games was like 18 yeah. points. And yeah. each game was decided on the last play. You had a game-winning field goal in the first three games. And then the overtime touchdown to Travis Kelsey. Something I really uh, find interesting is the game that we uh, started out with. I know you and I had some different picks today because we were talking earlier, but they almost was a second 20 points to three meme with Tom Brady almost coming back an absolute collapse by the Rams outdone by Matthew Stafford. I, th- argue, I would argue that those two throws he had were the, and the one to cup obviously is probably the biggest one of his career. What do you think this means for Stafford and the Rams who they literally sold their soul to the NFL and the draft to get all these players, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Stafford. This is a team that if they had not won this game, it would have been considered a major disappointment. So hosting the NFC championship game, they could potentially host the Super Bowl. This is a team ready to roll. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge Lions fan, so my Lions didn't even sniff the playoffs. So I'm <laughs> riding with Stafford throughout these playoffs. Uh, and I knew you were kind of rooting for Brady being a Patriots fan. But what I don't think uh, I made a video earlier this week. I don't think there's going to be a game, no matter how Stafford plays, that's going to be as big as starting 186 games without a playoff win. Yeah. And I was wrong. This game was way bigger because I, it ended up being Brady and the goat. He had the lead, but I think even if like Stafford played really well and lost, it would kind of go into the stat Padford kind of narrative <laughs> and all of that. I mean, I mean, but none of the things were his fault of why no. they weren't getting the game. We had the Cooper cup fumble. Uh, we had the cam acres fumble. We had the bad snap. The center just snapped it when Stafford wasn't even kind of ready for it. So even through all this adversity, Tom Brady, I mean, it just like looked like you flashback to the Falcons game or flashback <laughs> to all these great, great, great Tom Brady comebacks. It was one thing after another, after another, after another. And no, whenever those things start to happen, you just kind of fold under the pressure. And so equally Stafford going in with 37 seconds left and being able to make those throws. I mean, McVay, they got 24 points straight on them. They have zero momentum. The Bucks scored 24 straight points and they go throw out Stafford there with like a minute left and say, yeah. go win us this game. And he went out and did it. They didn't want to play for, they didn't want to play. And I mean, talk about Josh Allen, not being an elite quarterback and missing on that coin toss. What a joke. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that, I mean, Stafford, <laughs> that was huge for him because I mean, if he would have lost to the Cardinals, I just think that his whole career narrative would just be over because all these yards, all these points, all these statistics in Detroit, all for nothing. And then you finally get a team around him and he pulled it off against the best quarterback of all time. It's really, um, it's a team that I think each week, the more they play with each other, because it's a relatively new team with Von Miller, Aaron Donald. I, as a coordinator, Odell. as an offensive coordinator, yeah, Beckham too. I mean, the Browns are probably, this is probably the most painful off season for them, but Imagine having, and I, I think I, I don't know, if I mentioned it somewhere, but I thought this game with Tom Brady playing it, it reminded me of Peyton Manning's final AFC championship game where they had Von Miller, Demarcus Ware, Derek Wolf, and Brady was getting eaten alive. This felt yes. very similar to it where last second Brady's able to get some heroics in and he's just not able to get it done. But you yeah. said that for Stafford, there's, these plays weren't even his fault. It was like, the most unimaginable bad luck possible, but he was still able to overcome it with a laser to Cooper Cup, who I I don't understand the play call for Tampa Bay, especially letting 
Cooper Cup get that open? I know you just did a video on it. So do you want to explain that final play and what happened there? Yeah, of course. So the thinking behind it is, I mean, you're a genius if it works. You're an idiot if it doesn't. Todd Bowles went and sent six people. And I get it. The, the Rams didn't have any timeouts left. If you get a sack, the game's over because they're sending their people deep. If you get a sack, it's over. But what ended up coming out, Bruce Arians after the game, and uh, I think Devin White had a quote after the game that there was miscommunication that some people know it was like a blitz and some people didn't know. And oh. so when they were playing deep, so, so Antoine Winfield was 20 yards back, but then he was like playing, like he waited for Cooper Cup to get 15 yards down the field before he even turned. And he's in the middle of the field. They have no timeouts. You just have to make sure, even if you get 25 yards down the field and they get a strike and you tackle them in the middle of the field, the game is so close to over and their kicker literally just missed a 47 yarder short yeah. on it. So just to get beat over the top is so inexcusable. And the fact that they, I mean, we have Todd Bowles, uh, we have Byron Leftwich, all of these veteran coaches, Bruce Arians looking for like other head coaching positions and a veteran left defense as well. Like, that can't happen. And so the miscommunication between a gutsy call and not executing it properly, but Stafford to stay in there and just make that throw was beautiful because he had one earlier in the season against Tampa Bay, Deshaun uh, Jackson, where he just completely missed it. And if he, that's an underthrow or Antoine Winfield's able to make a play on it, like I'm, I'm taking Brady in overtime because they have oh, yeah. literally all the momentum. So that, that play was wild. And the fact that there was miscommunication is very embarrassing after the comeback that they made. Yeah, it's it's crazy how one throw could potentially change because this is a year for Stafford about changing narratives. And yeah. for the last these last two quarterbacks in the NFC to me, for Garoppolo, this is an audition for him because this he's I don't believe he's going to be on the 49ers next year. I think they have to at some point roll with Trey Lance, the direction that they it, it's like a win win for them. I mean, they're going to have a chance at the Super Bowl and they have their guy hopefully sitting on the bench. So for me, it is very much. And for Stafford, it was just about that one throw and changing yeah. that narrative, changing that narrative with the Lions, changing that narrative that he's just like you said, Matthew Stat. I what's the name? <laughs> Stafford. Stat Padford. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, it's going to be a crazy finish. The NFC something that I did not expect, and we'll, we'll probably get into. This is going to be a game that's going to spawn multiple storylines, narratives for the next six months till he finally makes a decision. What are we going to do about Aaron Rodgers? Because that was a game, I think I see it two ways. You have the Aaron Rodgers haters, and you have the ones that are going to defend him like he is the like the Messiah or something like that. I'm kind of in the middle. And so for me, this is a team that was prepped to be in the cold, prepped to be in these kind of conditions and only put up 10 points. And on the other side, I can see having 10 men on the field for special teams, having a one blocked, having a punt blocked for a touchdown. Like these are kind of things in the playoffs where you can't have it happen. So I can see it from both sides at this point. But do you have any idea? Do you want to make a bold prediction for Aaron Rodgers is going to go? Because this was the worst case scenario for a Packers fan. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And we were going into this game. And just to, just what I hit on earlier with like the Bills and the Chiefs, how they're always evolving, how they see their problems. The Bills didn't have a run game, so they fixed it. Going back even a week ago, what was the Cowboys problem all season long? With you tell me, man. Mike McCarthy clock management uh, so <laughs> they, they would they would go out and it, like that doesn't matter that stuff doesn't matter when you're playing the giants and you mess up a two-minute drive at the end of the first half you still win by 17 packers problem all season long special teams 
Like it, there is yeah. three phases of the game Four, if you want to count clap management and they never made the adjustment. They never fixed it. And th- that stuff doesn't matter when you're playing the Falcons, you're playing these lesser opponents, but that matters in the playoffs and both of them lost because of their downfall. And unfortunately the Packers defense absolutely played well enough. I think Rogers did enough in the first half to kind of set his team up the way this defense was playing and the way Jimmy Garoppolo was playing, which we can talk to that later, but where <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers is at right now he's not gonna find a better situation than green bay he's just not he's not gonna go like it's not gonna be a brady situation where the bucks is obviously better than new england or the colts where denver was obviously better for peyton manning i don't think aaron Rodgers is gonna go somewhere better i do think he wants out of green bay though i think it's just a morale thing i think he needs to get out and get that fresh start new coach new players new environment because whatever that hex is on green bay and like i don't think it's like he absolutely has played well enough in previous years to win the games i mean giving up an average of 36 points in his playoff losses is like it's 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 insane but you finally get the opportunity like this, and then he doesn't rise to the occasion. And with all the drama that he's had off the field throughout the entire season, even before the season started, he I think he's going to get out of Green Bay if he doesn't retire. I think he's going to get out of Green Bay, not for a football decision, but just a, for like a morale. And like, you could like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like, it's been a very much a year of just, it's been contentious. It's been toxic. It's been just so. I would honestly, if I was in his situation, be like, hey, I just need a new start. I just need to get somewhere to where I can. And maybe winning Super Bowls isn't at the top of his. Maybe he just enjoys playing football and wants to be in like an environment where he personally feels like he'll thrive and where he's not having to fight and defend himself. And for we can definitely swing to Garoppolo on. uh, I think the lat Garoppolo for three quarters was, I think, inefficient. I think it for some time, they Shanahan definitely sets up the offense to where they are limiting Garoppolo's throws. I think it was before my roommate actually made this comment. He says, I can't believe this game is going to be tied and Garoppolo's thrown the ball nine times. Like he's completed the ball nine times. And in the end, he made the two biggest throws of the game to Kittle and Debo Samuel that set up that game winning field goal. But it was a situation where I think that the Rams would have, that would have been a ugly, ugly game you can't you can't go wait for 16 and win this go to the Super Bowl it's just not going to happen it's not winning for not winning football in this day and age yeah absolutely not and if I'm a Niners fan I am ecstatic that I'm in the NFC championship game with someone who didn't make a single throw that you're good like a, a good to elite high school quarterback couldn't make I mean it is so <laughs> simple and I was I was watching the game I think or yeah my uncle came over we were watching the game together and I was like He's going to throw a pick six. There was like four noodle arm throws that weren't over the middle to the outside that just floated in the air forever. Yeah. And I was like, and they just never did. They never got picked off. They never got, well, except that one. But like, I was like, he's going to get pick six, but I don't know what the Packers are doing. Like literally they're, they're either going to run the ball or it's going to be the two people you mentioned, Kittle or Debo Samuel yeah. over the middle. He's not going to throw outside. He had 11 completions. I don't think one of them was to the outside. Like it's literally like right over the middle. So if I'm a Packers, like if I'm a 49ers fan and I'm like, if Trey Lance can make that throw and give us numbers in the box with his running game and like what he can do with his feet is so special. Like, I thought that definitely in the second half, I was like, they're going to come out with Trey Lance because it's like, they're not asking Jimmy to do anything. He's thrown it a half a dozen times. Trey Lance can do this. He's gotten enough starts in the regular season where he's not going to fumble a snap or do anything like that, but say, Hey, if it's not open right over the middle, 
don't throw it. And we're just going to use you in the run game. And with you and Debo, it's almost like a wildcat package because he runs like a running back. And so when you have someone like Trey Lance run and throw Debo, like run and catch, and then use check that can do all those things. Like they're so versatile. And I just think like, if I'm a Niners fan moving forward, if we can keep this core and keep this defense and like have Trey Lance back there, like if they're in the NFC championship game and they get down early, don't I wouldn't be surprised if I see a Trey Lance oh, in this game. All because right. Jimmy G, like, I mean, what like what did he do that's like impressive? Like, <laughs> like what did he do? <laughs> like genuinely, like besides no, yeah. like I, not I catastrophically agree. mess something up like terrible. Like it, I think they're uh <laughs> yeah, their game plan is literally say, hey, just don't lose this game for us. Please don't lose this. They there was a there was a throw that it was the one to George Kittle in the end zone that got picked off and Kittle was open for a while. And I thought to myself, I wonder if Lance was in there because Lance clearly has a stronger arm in my, mm-hmm. like, I think it's pretty, and he's just, it's younger legs too. Would yeah. he have made that throw to Kittle? But it's all about Garoppolo's also, he's been there. He's been in these situations before he's been in the NFC championship before what happens if you just throw a rookie out there and maybe Lance makes a couple big plays like that. We don't know. And obviously the benefit of hindsight is going to be very uh, key here, but I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they struggle early. But Shanahan historically dominates McVeigh, so it's going to be a very interesting matchup. I do you have like any other like we could talk with Joe Burrow real quick. We can talk about these other games. I mean, there's so much this weekend that you could pull from that you could talk for hours about. It oh, it was the most fun weekend I've ever had watching football. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase are just like ridiculous. I did not see. And that's what another thing I didn't think the Tennessee Titans stayed within themselves, like right from the get go. They went away from their identity from the first play. <laughs> like, I mean, like how much more obvious could it get? All right. So now what terrifies me is that Bengals offensive line, because I'm sure 15 minutes after celebrating <laughs> Joe Burrow was like turned to his offensive lines, like not very nice words to them. Like, dude, you are <laughs> getting me killed out there and i don't had, think that he had the longest ice bath probably after the uh he was very much in pain that that where tripping if, out his ears with toward all for the next game he is not feeling good he this is a it's an offensive line that it it's the obviously the bengals probably played better than the buccaneers line did today but can you imagine that bengals line let's say the chiefs and the Bengals, that, that game happens, and the Bengals pull it out. It, it can happen. I mean, at this point, anything can happen. They already did it. Yeah. So imagine a miss like where you have Nick Bosa or Aaron Donald and Von Miller against Joe Burrow. That could be the, – the Bengals are an offensive line away from being the top team in the AFC because they've got the quarterback. They've got the connection. They've got – yeah, I, I, see your, I see your mistrust there. I see your mistrust there. But it, mm. look, at what, look at what Joe Burrow was able to rise above against really, a, a really great Tennessee defense. I know that Tannehill pretty much gave them the game, but I really like what they have in Cincinnati. I know maybe I'm riding the hype of the Joe Burr. The- Did you see the game that ride the hype of what you saw 20 minutes ago? Those both those teams are in the AFC. <laughs> this is those- all right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's it, yeah. It's no, keep going so- about that. But no, yeah, you're good. So, but with with their defense, like what 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 uh what kind of pieces do you like about their defense? And I like just like in general. Like the I, Cincinnati's defensive line, I think is pretty good too. They're able to get enough pressure and get, I mean, obviously Tannehill versus Mahomes is going to be a definite step up, but they've been able to step up in these big situations. This is a team that's like, they match the persona of Joe Burrow and that like yeah. set that grit, that, that swagger and that confidence that, I mean, Joe Burrow was like, oh, I have a playoff game, whatever type situation. 
and maybe I could be wrong. Maybe Cincinnati, it, it becomes a thing like Jacksonville or Tennessee where they made big runs and they meet their match in the end. But I like Cincinnati as a top team to compete with Buffalo and Kansas City moving forward, so, especially uh, if they can get a line going. L- looking at the last game, um, Chiefs and Bengals in week 16, I believe, week 17, I think. Joe Burrow had 446 yards passing. Jamar Chase had 266 yards. That was the game he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, okay, I, oh, I don't want to get way too sidetracked. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, both opted out the COVID year. Is we see yeah. trend? Well, we, we can that later. But that is a new, that's what, a, what does that's that look like if, if – Joe Burrow kind of has this chief secondary numbers. If Tyron Matthew going to be back from concussion protocol and that's true. who, who just went down with the injury, who had chiefs uh, didn't um, a it? chiefs player, a chiefs corner just, just went down oh, no. with an injury. Am I right? I think was you're it, right. Yeah. Uh, it might've been ward, but I'm not sure. Tredavious ward. I can't remember. Honestly, it was like late in the game. Like I'm, I, my, I've literally aged third. I woke up 21 and I'm going to bed 51. Like I, <laughs> I cannot do many more games like that. Like that was such a headache, oh, but yeah. Lord. So I, I really, I really like the Bengals are always going to have a punching chance. And like we saw on today's game, Gabriel Davis, the first player and the first receiver in NFL history to have four touchdowns in the playoffs. That's exactly what the Bengals can do to you. So you're going to find a, find a recipe for Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Well, we have Tyler Boyd right there, ready to go. We have Joe Mixon coming out of mm-hmm. the backfield. Like they have so many weapons that we kind of saw with the Bengals. They obviously, or with the, the bills, they were obviously trying to shut down Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs, maybe even Dawson Knox. But then you have Gabriel Davis, like teams that are loaded like this, just that they're, that's what they're having so much success. And you find quarterbacks that don't want to target anyone specifically. Stafford does a really good job at that, even though mm-hmm. Cooper cup has like, but they, Sean McVay, that's putting him in great situations, but yeah. Stafford will fling it wherever he wants. Like, it's, I don't it's know. Crazy. There's, there's, there's so, and that's what I don't get because this 49ers team is competing. We're talking about all these other quarterbacks and these 49ers team are like, they're a difficult matchup. They're a difficult matchup. Like they're going to be a hard beat. Yeah. And their quarterback is like, I mean, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is bad, but if you're saying he's a fourth of what these other guys that we're talking about, there's just not like, he can't do that stuff. So that's like a testament to how good this 49ers team and Kyle Shanahan and what he's able to do. Absolutely. Before we, uh, before we wrap up, I want to get your, uh, your conference championship predictions. What's your Super Bowl? <laughs> I, I put you, okay, I'm putting so you on I the was, spot. It's very no, unfair. No, it's, it's, well, it's unfair to your audience too. If they want to, if, if they're into betting or anything <laughs> like this, I was one in three this weekend. The only one I got right was that Rams game. I oh. had, titans bills and uh brutal brutal so yeah it was tough i don't know anyone that did that well because it was a lot of a lot of dogs winning um yeah okay so i'm i'm gonna have the rams um i just think like okay so i saw kittle debo and trent williams all kind of hobbling towards the very end of the game if they're out like no shot like oh, literally yeah. no shot i don't even want to watch a game without debo <laughs> and kittle and trent williams like what what else do you what else is on that offense but debo so is yeah, a future have, number one fantasy pick for sure oh my gosh i know um do you see cooper cup stat is allowed to take him anymore <laughs> they would all wait for him to take him so he could like have his son on his team they're like not anymore you're not nah, allowed to do that can't do it all right so i'm gonna have rams okay and i'm gonna have chiefs 
Oh yeah. Okay. I I think I'm going to uh, that 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 I have to sit on it uh. because it seems like that seems like the safe pick and that'll seem like America's pick for sure. But given what we've witnessed this playoff race, you could you could make the argument that the Bengals or the 49ers could pull off an upset. I think you could seriously do that for both. Uh, but it's just my gut reaction tells me Chiefs Rams would be so much fun. Oh my gosh. Oh, I know. That would be a oh blast. That's, that's the one I would love to see. So right now, the oh, the opening lines, Chiefs okay. are seven-point favorites. Really? Yeah. That's and interesting. then uh, let me see if I can get the other one. Yeah, I want to get that. I want to – let's do quick uh, – let's the, do the, quick the lines. Ram, the Rams are opening up minus three and a half. Okay, I, I could – um, I would take both the dogs in that situation. I'd take them both to cover that for sure. I have Bengals to cover. I have, cause I don't know, like the, the Rams, that last game uh, with the Niners, I know they lost, but like, it is tough to play the same team three times. I mean, you saw it with new England and Buffalo. It is tough to beat the same team twice and face them three separate times. So yeah. ooh, well, that is yeah, a X is a nose game for sure. Jim, Jimmy G has suffered two injuries since then. And the, the thing is, so this, this is why I like the, this is why I was like the most game, the game I was most confident in going into this week was the Rams to beat the Bucs. And I know it's Tom Brady. I know he's 17 and three in his last 20 playoff games. But when you think about what edge rushers do and you have Ryan Jensen, who was beat up Tristan Wirfs, who was out. So you want these really, really good edge rushers to come and press you off the outside. But what Tom Brady and Jimmy G want to do, they want to step up in the pocket. If there's a lot of pressure from the outside, they would love to just step up in the pocket. What Aaron Donald brings is chaos right in front of your face. And so in the games where they force Jimmy G to roll out to the right, roll out to the left, Tom Brady to do the same thing, that's where they find a lot of success. And so that's why I was the most confident with a non-mobile quarterback with Aaron Donald on a center that was beat up, just absolutely wrecking havoc. So that's why I really, I'm always going to like the Rams matchup with their defensive line, especially with Jimmy G and like, he's not the most mobile guy in the world, no. but he can move a little bit, but he's definitely no like Mahomes Allen or like, he's definitely not like a Lamar Jackson, but all right, that'll wrap it up for today. Did we forget to say Lamar Jackson, MVP Lamar Jackson. We didn't throw in there when we were talking about AFC quarterbacks. Oh, oh that's, that's that. we're going to, we're going to get in trouble. We're going to get in trouble. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Ravens fans. No, you guys, <laughs> you guys were killing it the first half. Of the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that'll do it for episode 69 of the Man with the Plan podcast. Jackson, thank you so much for joining us on this segment. Really appreciate it, guys. Go subscribe at JEM Live on YouTube. Check his stuff out. He knows his stuff, and he's got – he's the next man up, as they would say, in sports. <laughs> guys, thank you so much, as always, for listening. Subscribe for more or leave a five-star review, and have a great weekend. Take care.